frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, it is the Daft of Scottish Football Podcast around. I am producer John and let's introduce the team, shall we? First of all, let's welcome a man who rather disappointingly has never been asked to star in Panto, especially Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, because he would have made a fucking great Prince Charming. It's Chris Toe! Fuck you. <laughs> Prince Charming, mate, you'd have been brilliant in that. John, I've said this once and I'll say it again. I'm the only dwarf that's involved in any sort of entertainment that's never been asked to do a <laughs> fucking panel. Next year, my friend. Next year, my friend. And now, what, what, talking of panel, this week, our friends, Grado and Stephen, they're dressed up as women. They're performing in the pavilion. More on that later because there's a very disturbing TikTok video that is going around with the two of them at the moment, but we'll get to that later on. So, we've called in the big guns. Remember, you've heard of Elf on the Shelf, right? Everyone has said at this point, I'd love to give Ewan a doing. It's Mr. <laughs> Ewan Cameron returning Thank to you. football. Hey! Thank you. The original and simply the best presenter of football daft. Well, he says he's not a Rangers supporter and he gets the song in. And he's exactly, first you know, we need to balance it up this week, Chris. I've obviously got you, Celtic Sport. We need to bring you on to give the, you know, the old firm bias, you know. That's exactly. Well, well, me and you, John, are obviously Celtic supporters. And he's, um... by, by the way, can I just put on record once again, if you can beat them, you might as well join them because <laughs> this nonsense about me being a Rangers fan is doing my blocking. I can't win, so I might as well just join the club and then play along with it. Oh, there we go. Play oh, along with it. you and stepping out of the closet, finally. Thank goodness, it's taken a while. Right, boys, before we get into the football on this week's show, uh, a couple of things to clear up from last week. Um, Chris. Yes. First of all, we've got to go to William Boyd, who's quick to flag up at five o'clock that you owe me £10 after Auchinleck beat Hamilton. To be fair, John, did I not text you straight away myself? You did, you did. I did, and I will, I will donate that £10 to the charity of your choice, John. Thank you very much. Put that towards Cash for Kids. Thank you, Cash for Kids. Really, I don't know why you took, I don't know why I took that bet, but well done, Okay. Well, well, what a shock in the cup that was, eh? Well, obviously not to you. <laughs> <laughs> obviously not. Obviously not. The other one, that you, Clyde Bank beating Clyde as well. Aye, that was, a, do you know what? That was written, I think. That was yeah. written like the way that the way Hugh Keevens and all of that was getting ready for the match and everything, and then it was just it was written in the stars how it was going to happen. It was just a shame they never got a better draw. And by the, the way, the by the way, that would have been an interesting double. Clyde Bang cannot come in. What were the odds for that? That'd be a brilliant Ooh, double. I know. I'd like to have seen that. I tell you, uh, that, if I had that on, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a question posed. Right, is there another game in world football that could be played that has two? The same name in the team, apart from like Manchester United, Manchester City. Milan. Like, no, Milan's a city, but you know, two. What are you, what are you talking about? There's Inter Milan and AC Milan. What are you getting at? He's saying Clyde and Clyde Bank. Clyde Bank. Yeah. Like Clyde's so a river. AC and, and Inter. Clyde's not a town or a city, right? Well, AC and Inter. Right. I mean, Clyde, Clyde's, a, Clyde's a river in the bank. Of the Clyde is also a river. <laughs> so, 
Well, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the point is mm. that John is making. I've just already ruined whatever point you was trying to make by saying Milan, AC and Inter. What are you trying to say, John, if that's right. not what you're getting at? Right. No, I forget about it. I'm fucking glad you asked him on, mate. I know, for <laughs> sake. Right, okay. Uh, we need to uh, clear up a few things as well. Stuart, who was on the open line last week, remember the quiet supporter, he'll be uh, quite disappointed after the weekend result. Uh, he turned up at Golfang looking for Kev the Chef to get a photo with him. Kev the Chef Ewan is one of our regulars on the open line. However, much to his disappointment, Kev the Chef had a day off, so he couldn't get a selfie with Kev the Chef. <laughs> oh, shame. I know, but good news every is, everyone. Kev the Chef is coming on the open line later on, so we'll oh, have yeah, more, more of his insight there. Uh, and we're talking about uh, Teletext. Ewan, this is a question for you. See if you can remember this, right? Last Go week, on. can you remember in Teletext and CFAX the numbers that the football pages were on? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, my God. I shouldn't know the answer to that because I always check it out. I know. Oh, do you know it? Yeah, well, we, 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 we debated it on last week's show because there was a lot of different options, but it's been confirmed by the listeners. Clark Griswold claims that 402, which, Chris, you said was yep. uh, the teletext one, uh, and he was backed up by Stephen Grant, who gave us a screen grab. So 402 it was for teletext. I and think- I see CFAX was 302, and I was spot on as well. Mark confirmed that for me. I'm not well, so I'll sure tell you that. Right, no, it's, it's, it can't be 402 and 302 because I'm sure one was 180 or somewhat. Oh. Chris, I was about to say that. I actually thought 180 before you said it. And I don't mm. know why that rings a bell with me. I don't I'm, remember 402 or 302. Oh, Stephen sent, Stephen sent the screen grab of 402. Hey, you know, you know, you know that you can mock those up. So no one's, you know, no one's going to Photoshop a teletext page. Don't kid yourself for a mention on this show. <laughs> well, just to prove a point, you'll do whatever you, you need to do. We know that you. Point. We know you do that, Ewan. We know you yeah. do that. Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's 402 or 302. I think that's wrong. It does not ring a bell, but 180 does. Uh, 402 is uh, definitely uh, one of them. Right, but it, okay. it wasn't 402 and 302 because that's too close uh, together. Well, I've I think 402 is for a holiday to the Seychelles or something. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get the adverts that popped up. Yes, you did. With an airplane. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, digital. The, the debate really rages on. We will see what happened with that, right? Another bit we were talking about last week, there's been a lot of correspondence after last week's chat about comedy hamster deaths, Chris. Obviously, right. I've got one of them. Oh, but you give us your comedy hamster death story. What happened? Right. I, I swear this is a true story. So um, me and my brother had three hamsters. And one of the hamsters um, escaped. And I, I got hold of the hamster. And as I was trying to move it back to its cage, it dropped at my hand, landed on the floor. And I thought it had died. I thought it was gone and it was finished. And I panicked. I was only, what, 11 maybe at the time, 10 or 11, and I panicked. And what I did was we had a big, massive, um, like a a long kind of speakery thing. And at the back of the speaker, there was a a, a hole. And I put what I thought was a dead hamster in the hole of the speaker to hide it from my brother and my mum, right? And then we couldn't find it. We just thought, okay, it's lost, it's gone. And three days later, the hamster appeared and my mum was screaming um, because the hamster had appeared. And I thought it was dead. And I nearly fainted because I thought, 
how's the hamster come back to life? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the original story, actually. That's the original story. We were talking about Pablo, the art called Hamster, uh, you and he came uh-huh. back to life after 17 months. They, they lost him for no, 17 mine was, months. Mine was three days, three days. Three days. But I, but I, I, personally, I personally hid my hamster thinking it was dead so I couldn't they admit to the family that I had killed the hamster. It had only just been stunned, clearly, and then it appeared three days later and was running around the living room. Jeez. What a happy ending to the story, though. Oh, was, um, and it lived for another two years. It was fine. What was his name, Ewan? Sarah. 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 Sarah, Sarah the hamster. I always find, do you know what I find quite unusual is when people name their pets after, like, Jort, like, not ordinary names, like, oh, there's John the hamster or Dave the dog. Do you like that? that? I always find that odd, you know? And there's a dog There's a dog in our street that's called Henry. My, Aye, mate, my mate's got a cat called Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. When you're shouting for Gary, you're expecting a boy <laughs> running up the stairs and it's a wee cat. <laughs> uh, um, so talking of comedy hamster deaths, a few people have been in touch about that. Gaz says... Regarding hamster stories, I used to have a German dwarf hamsters and my cat caught it. And I just call it. them hamsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my cat caught it and pulled it through the cage. Uh, it must have got spooked and ran away. Poor wee thing was squeezed in the middle. So this hamster through the cage. Oh, oh no. So that was from Gaz. Uh, Sean says, we had three dwarf hamsters at my dad's, uh, fought like hell all the time, which was funny, as they just rolled about the cage like a ball. Anyway, we found out with one with just a patch of skin under him. Turned out he'd eaten one of the others. So, we separated him from the other ones, living ones, and then stuck him, uh, and then he got stuck in one of the hiding spots so they couldn't get to him, and he died of starvation. Ironic as fuck, he thinks. <laughs> by, by, by the way, can I just say, since I was on Football Daft at the very beginning, this has gone downhill dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> We're now talking about hamster deaths. What you know, like, this, is, this is Grado's fault because he, want, he says it's Football Daft, so you should have some Daft stuff on it and all. Yeah, yeah. So, and then when we start talking about the Daft stuff, you and you guess what happens. Oh, do I talk about that anymore? Anyway, <laughs> well, we talk about football then, right? Let's, yeah, let's yeah I'm, I'm loving the hamster death. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, let's talk first, go back to last Friday, and let's talk about the draw for Scotland. Um, Ukraine at home on the 24th oh. of March, and then our, our Wales or Austria, Austria away on the 29th of March. Could it have been a better draw? Is that the best draw we could have got? Um... I think I think the Ukraine's a tough draw. I think they're unbeaten in their group, remember, and they drew with France twice, yeah. home and away, and they took the lead twice against France, home and away, and end up getting draws against the French. Eight games, six draws, two wins. Now I know I know they drew they drew Kazakhstan as well, but they're a tough nut to crack. I think they're it's a decent side. <laughs> yeah, and I think they're a decent side. But I think when you look at who you could have got and the pathway to the World Cup, um, I think we should be happy with that. And I'm, mm-hmm. I definitely want Wales. I don't want Austria. I don't know. I, I think we drew Austria home. We beat Austria away. But I think Austria always knew they were getting in the back door through the Nations League. So I don't think they really took the group stages that seriously once results started to go against them. But yeah. they'll be well up for the for the uh, the playoffs. So I don't want Austria. I would take Wales at Cardiff Farms Park. And I think if we get through the semi-final, we'll definitely get to the World Cup because I don't fear Ramsey or Bale. My fear actually is, is uh, Dan James. 
the boy's lightning. Right. He, yeah. causes, he causes Wales, he causes opposition um, so much problems down the left side that he mm. would be my biggest fear. Yeah, you can always count on Bailey's quality with free kicks and his delivery, but generally speaking, I think Dan James is outstanding just now no, for I, Leeds and for Wales. So I think it's a good draw, and I hope I get Wales in the final. And it'll take us right back to the 80s. Do you remember the 80s, Paul? Were you not around at that time? I was around, I, I was uh, just around, but, but I remember when we made the playoff with them. At, um, it was it was down, it wasn't even, it was neutral, wasn't it? Was Anfield, it, it was at Anfield. Anfield die. Yeah. We yeah. played, played them twice in the 80s um, to knock them out of the World Cup. You think that we knocked them out. So likes the South Hall, Ian Rush. Um, who was else? That not, Mark was, get, forgive me if I'm wrong, but was that not the night that Jock Steen died as well? There was, yeah. There was two games. The Aye. second game in 1985, when we beat Wales. Um, yeah, Jock Steen was that was that night. I, I think yeah. David Cooper scored the penalty as well. Um, that won well, us if, that's, if that's not an omen, then I don't know what is. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and, I, and do you know what? I think I think that's what everybody wants because what that'll do, all everyone will talk about is twice that Scotland stopped Wales from getting to a World Cup with their world-class players. I mean, when you think back at the squad that they had back then with your rushes, your Mark Hughes and all that. Hughes. Mark Hughes um, was unplayable back in the day. Oh, Mark, well, Neville Southall in goal. Yeah, do you remember the volley he scored against Spain? Oh, my God. Wales, I, oh. oh, what was... What's, um, what's the... Oh, what's what's there? Who is it? There was Neville, there was Southall, Neville Southall, there was Ian Rush, Mark Hughes. Who else was there in that, that squad back then? And there were some world class players. Can't remember who it was, but um, yeah, I think that'd be a brilliant tie. It'd be great for Britain as well. What a great, great game that would be. Yeah, I mean, Ukraine are, are not going to be easy, though. I mean, they, like you say, they're, they're quite resilient. Um, so, chances for. Jenko's away, though. Yeah, he was. He, he left halfway through the qualifying campaign. Yeah. Uh, see, he's he's uh, he's with Genoa now. He's managing in Italy, so that's right. Um, okay, it all depends. It really all depends what Scotland turns up. I think. I mean, if the, the, the Scotland that turn up against Denmark turn up, they can't. They don't have to fear any team, really. By the no. way, can I can can we just stop this for a second? What we did against Denmark that night. Can I just remind you? Previous to that, we had a ninety fifth minute winner against Israel, and we were pish on the night. We won 1-0 at home to Moldova, and we were pish on the night. The reason that we played so well against Denmark, because we knew we were in the playoffs. We we knew we were there, the pressure was off, so we went out and played a game of football. And I'm telling you right now, when Ukraine come back, when Ukraine come to Hamden, we'll be back to old Scotland, and we'll be we'll sit back. We'll be scared. What you, what you need to remember there, you and as well. I see these games against Moldova and even Faroe Islands away and um, Denmark. These are games that we would have lost before, you know. So yeah. even although uh, we're getting last minute winners against Israel, that's usually the sort of thing that goes against us. You know what I'm talking about is the performance against Denmark. Chris. I know, but I what I'm we saying is we seem, we, can, we, we seem to be carrying a bit of luck now, whereas no, it would have been the other way. I think the problem for us is that we played brilliantly against Denmark, but in the rest of the qualifying games, we kind of squeaked through. Aye. We weren't great. And I think the reason we were so good against Denmark, one, they made six changes. Two, they were already through. They had 27 points on the, the board. And Scotland were already in the playoffs. So we went in there with a freedom that we mm-hmm. could go and play our football. And we played brilliantly. Now, I hope we have that same mentality going at the game against the UK. My worry is we revert back to type and play the way, the way we played in the previous nine games before the home game against Denmark. Mm. That's a fair point. 
Well, uh, I mean, Stevie Clark came out and said, we certainly won't be distracted by uh, the talking about the game about Wales. We'll always treat our immediate opponents to the utmost respect, so that's what Ukraine will get. We'll get all our respect. We'll approach the game with a bit of humility, and we'll do it as well as we can. Over the winter months, we will obviously have to pray for our Wales or Austria, and we'll make sure we're well prepared for that if we manage to get through the first game. So, fingers crossed we can do that. Um, we're recording on a Thursday. Uh, it was a round of, well, three games in the Premiership last week. Biggest talking point of the night probably was the penalty to Rangers. Uh, Ryan no talking point. Yes. Why, why, is there, why is there a talking point? There was a penalty. Penalty. No, it was a penalty. Right. So there's okay. no talking points. So you try to create a drama out of nothing. <laughs> Look, that is rich coming from you Cameron. no seriously I mean you're going oh the big talking point was a penalty it was a stonewaller it's a, it's a penalty every day of the week every month of the year it's a penalty so Aye. you try to create a drama move on <laughs> right, I, I, if it was given if it was given against hearts though I mean as no, a, it's a penalty it's a penalty right okay if it was so even if it was given right, okay, against okay. hearts alright alright John so clearly you want to talk because you're trying to create a mountain out of a molehill but let's 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 go with this you telling me it's not a penalty I, I thought it was soft I thought it was soft right tell me what was soft about it he went down very well, who Kent did say... Porteous take his foot away mm. yeah. it's just a yes or a no he he tried to. <laughs> right. So say Falkirk were playing last night. Yes. I, 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 all and I'm saying is I'd be disappointed if it was given against my that's side. one of your anonymous strikers. I don't even know who's in your team because you're all that pish. But no. just say it was one of your strikers that's running in and goal and gets brought Nesbitt. down in a similar way. Nesbitt. Eh? If I say Aidan Nesbitt, yeah. Who? Aiden, oh, fuck up. Right, okay. I'm so, I was Aiden trying... Who? I was trying who? to put a question. I thought Chris at least might come in and say who? it wasn't a penalty. But you know yeah. what, John? I, I'm, I'm actually on my unit in this one. I think it was a penalty. Wow, and, it, and complete agreement. I like that. I like Hold that. Hold on one. a second. Can, can I find out who Aidan Nesbitt is? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> must know who Aidan Nesbitt is. He played for Celtic back in the day. And he's now in you League One. Go... It just says, says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, you can go and Google that. Um, Dundee seem to be going well. That's three wins in the last five for them. For them, they seem to be pulling themselves out of it with that one 0 against St Johnston last night. Aye, St Johnston aren't doing too great at the moment, no, right enough, I... but uh, aye, it's a uh, decent run. You know, that's all. Yeah, that's all you can you can do. Like they're getting the points that you would want to be picking up if you were a Dundee fan. Yeah, so fair play. I, I, I think they're fine. They've yeah, got too fine. much quality in that team. I mean, look at, they've got what, Killian Shred, Sheridan, they've got Lee Griffiths. Oh, I think got, Sheridan's out for the rest of the season. Is he? Um, okay. But they've also got, what's his name? Cummings. Cummings. They've got Griffiths, they've got Charlie Adam, they've got Paul McGowan. They've got a really they, good midfield. Yeah, honestly, they'll be fine. The two teams that are taking up the bottom two places, Livingston and Ross County, that's your bottom two, 100%. Who thinks going down you, Livingston or County? I, I want Livingston gone. Right. Okay. I want Livingston gone. I think Ross right. County might be in the playoffs. Now, my thinking behind this as well, I was saying this last season, Ewan, after Tomarnock went down and Hamilton went down, if we get rid of Livingston, then there's no more plastic pitches. Correct. That's why I want rid of them. Right. So. <sighs> but you know why? So, but you know, a lot of people think I've got something that I'm anti Livingston. It's not that I'm anti Livingston. I was really annoyed with Martindale last weekend when Rangers beat them in the league. And he came out and he tried to 
to to put a, a point a finger of blame at Rangers for for putting a blight on Scottish football for throwing some snowballs. And I thought you've got a cheek standing there saying that Rangers fans have put a blight on Scottish football when your football club fans can't even fill one stand for the visit of Rangers. Do you know what I mean? They have like 700 season ticket holders. They turn up at Tynecastle, 120 fans. That's a blight on Scottish football. When you turn up to a normal game for Livingston and that gets broadcast all over the country and there's no one in the stands, that's a blight on Scottish football. A couple of fans throwing snowballs isn't a blight on Scottish football. Look at the bigger picture and look at what you're offering Scottish football, which is hee-haw. So Martindale needs to get um, his act together and consider what's going on around his football. You can't blame Martindale for that, though. See, to be fair, Martindale, Martindale shouldn't really be saying much about a blight in Scottish football, you know what I mean? He's, uh, <laughs> he's not exactly squeaky clean, he's saying, is he? Let's be honest. No, but End I, of the show, David Martindale, I, I, of course. I, I, I wasn't, I was, listen, listen, it was, I thought it was quite funny. There was a couple of snowballs comes on the pitch and he was going on, it was a blight on Scottish football. The way he was talking is if somebody had ran on the pitch and walloped one of his players or something. My issue with Livingston is is that you have Rangers, the champions of Scottish football, coming to your stadium, right? And you can't even sell out the one stand, the main stand for the visit of Rangers. They're a blight on Scottish football because they offer hee-haw. And they can't even come out to support their team when the big teams in the country are coming to visit them. And they hand out three stands to Celtic. They hand out three stands to Rangers, which is fine and good because they're going to get the money for that. But where are their fans? That's a blight on Scottish football. But those same fans that don't turn up to Livingston week in and week out will happily turn up if they get to a semi-final or a final. Oh, so Martindale moaning and, moaning and groaning about the Rangers fans, at least they turn up to support their team away from home in numbers. Your fans can't even bother to turn up for a home game. Also, let's be honest, it happens every year. It's a bit of fun. It's not as if folk are throwing if, bricks. I know, but if, every stadium does it. You know that, Tots. It's a bit of fun. Remember, remember the year the referee, the, ref, uh, the year up at Pataudry, Rangers versus Aberdeen, and the referee had to take the players off the pitch because they were throwing that many snowballs? <laughs> snowballs, <laughs> aye. aye. They're throwing them at each other on the pitch, and they're just going to laugh about it. It's not a, a blight on Scottish football. That, what a joke. There you go, and that is Ewan Cameron's opinion on the Livingston support there. Um, what support? <laughs> there you go. I, obviously, tonight, guys, one game left to go, and it is your two teams doing battle. It is Celtic versus Hearts. Right, Ewan, what are you thinking about this? You oh, this is huge, there? by the way. By the way, this is massive. This is such a huge game, and if we can come away from Glasgow, we even a point. That keeps us in the hunt for splitting the old firm because let's remember it's a big season for both Celtic and Rangers and for Hearts now who are in that battle for the, the top three because there's two Champions League places up for grabs. Now Celtic will be favourites obviously over the course of a season but if we were to get something in Glasgow tonight puts the pressure on Ange and his team. I mean Celtic will be favourites. So I think what we should do because we're recording this a couple hours before the game has kicked off we should do two versions of this and right. one where Celtic have kicked our ass and one where Hearts have beat we'll Celtic. Do, we'll need to do three then. What if it's a draw? Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so, so Toll, it's, uh, it's 10 o'clock tonight. What a result for Celtic. Oh, fantastic, mate. Do you know something, Ewan? I know we were texting each other during the game and having a bit yeah. of a laugh, but what a game of football that was, wasn't it? 
Oh, 7-4. I didn't see that coming, did you? I know. <laughs> Especially three own goals. <laughs> scored, scored by your man Starfelt. <laughs> and and Porteous running on and tackling the Hearts player in the box was just off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But a great, a great advertisement for Scottish football. Yeah, fantastic. And a great win for Celtic. Right, let's go for the Hearts win. Hearts 8-0, wow. I mean, I just didn't see that coming until honestly. I mean, do you think that's over for Celtic in their title challenge? Well, to be fair, you and when your two goalkeepers get sent off in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't I, I don't know what, what we're supposed to do. I thought yeah. that Kyogo was excellent when he went in goals. <laughs> <laughs> but, he likes to dive about, doesn't he? Well, that's it, you know, that's <laughs> it. And, uh, but, you know, I've got it off my cap to you. The, the finishing was clinical. The one feed just inside our half was incredible, man. <laughs> you know? And the last person you expect to do that is John Suter, but it was it was fantastic. <laughs> a great goal. A great goal. And so a goal. Great, yeah, great, great. Well, great win for Hearts last night. So um, we're in pole position now to get that Champions League spot. So, um, yeah, brilliant for Hearts. Definitely. And by the way, nil-nil, what a crappy draw that was. Not a single shot on target. No. Crazy. Not even a corner. I know. Joe Hart could have been sitting behind the goals watching the game. It wouldn't have made a difference. The same with your goalie. I, I, Craig Gordon was actually in the director's box having a cup of coffee. Wasting. I don't know why he was there, but it was, <laughs> it was great. It was great to see us starting to attract the celebrities again. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, we'll uh, do you think Hearts can still put in a title challenge? Yes. I still, I mean, listen, we're only, what are we? We're are just we over nine? a quarter. We're only a quarter, over a quarter of the way through the season. I mean, we're, we're nine behind and I think Rangers have got a game in hand on us as well. I think that's about right. But if we were to get a result tonight against Celtic, then um, it puts us in the mix for the top three. I mean, we've split the old firm in the past. I know it was a number of well, years ago. you've got Rangers in a few weeks' time at Tynecastle. Tynecastle, yeah. So I think tonight, I think, if you were to say to me right now, I'm going to give you a 1-1 draw, I would bite your hand off for that. Right, I would take it because I think Celtic at home are unreal. But Livingston showed a few weeks ago that if you if you if you carry a wee bit of luck, you might get something at the game. But Celtic are playing some really good football just mm-hmm. now. I watched them against Bayer Leverkusen. When was that? Last week was it? Last I think it was last week. I thought you were outstanding, by the way. And I tell you what, you're a threat going forward. See if you can sort the mess at the back. Mm-hmm. You've got a good team there, Tol. I know, I know, mate. And that you know what that is the thing. It's just the the defence that. I don't know what this tactic is about playing the ball for the back, but see, to be able to do that successfully, you've got to have players that are yeah. competent on the ball, you know, and Carter Vickers and Starfield certainly don't instill any sort of confidence uh, when, when they've got the ball kicking about the back. What I will say is, uh, Carter Vickers, he's got a good eye for a forward ball, and yeah. he's he's get, he's like, he plays like a quarterback sometimes where he puts that ball over the top, yeah. and it... it if it works out, it's really nice to watch, but they they doddle about far too much on the ball for me at the back, and it's it's fucking heart attacking, just in me. What, what, what do you make of the Spurs have come out this week talking about Carter Vickers saying they want ten million for him? That's ridiculous, isn't it? No, that's Premiership prices, though. That's Premiership prices. Someone like a Car- like, uh, Carlton Vickers who's in Scotland, you'd get him for half a million. You're absolutely right, Ewan. You're it's, absolutely it's right. Prices. It's prices. Let's see, for example, I think I think of the two of them, Stephen Welsh is maybe a better player than yeah. Carter Vickers. Well, do you think so? Can you imagine? Can you imagine Celtic trying to ask a team for ten million for Stephen Welsh? You know, 
That's a good point. Actually, sorry. So you watch um, Celtic way more than I do, and the bits and pieces I do see of Celtic, they're good going forward. Has Ange got the mentality, I know we're not that great at the back, so I'm going to do like a, a Kevin Keegan-style <laughs> Newcastle, kind of like I'll score more than you kind of thing. Is that the way he's going about it? Well, it's, do you know, see the second you said they're good going forward, but they're not good going back, the, it, immediately Kevin Keegan came to my mind. Yeah. And it, I think he knows what the issues are, and I think once we get past January... Hopefully he'll have, he'll have addressed them. So at the time being, you play at your strengths, which is clearly going forward. Yeah. So I think I think you're fair enough in what you're saying there. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't I don't think he'll end up signing for Celtic because that's a, I mean that would be silly money for Celtic for a defensive. No, they won't play that for him. Not nah. a chance. No, nah, absolutely not. Right. Okay, that's the football done. Let's talk about the daft now. Right, gentlemen, would you like to talk about penguin erectors? Would you like to talk about the worst delivery driver ever? Or would you like to talk about the strangest 2022 calendar we have seen so far? Did you, you, penguin, did, did, you, did, did you say penguin erections? Yeah, penguin erectors. Erectors? What do you mean yes. penguin erectors? Like as in penguins that are living in the North and South Pole? No, at Edinburgh Zoo. Penguin erectors at Edinburgh Zoo? I'm not heard about this. Options, penguin erectors, worst delivery driver ever, or strangest 2022 calendar? You choose, I'm, I'm, I, I like the idea of the strangest 2022 calendar. Right, okay. Okay, right. you going for that? Yeah, I'll go with that. Well, EastEnders fans are in for a treat as the Ian Beale 2022 calendar goes on sale. Adam right, Wood... Penguins. Right, you want to go Penguins. Penguins. Right, okay, you're coming... <laughs> that, right, okay. Penguins. Edinburgh Zoo has revealed the truth about the hilarious viral Penguin Erector job tweet. Do you remember this tweet from 2018? So there was a guy, there was a girl who got chatted up by a boy in the pub, right? And this went viral. Viral! Um, the boy in the pub was telling the girl that his job was a penguin erector at Edinburgh Zoo because every time the planes fly over the zoo, the penguins look up and they fall down and this guy's job was to pick up the penguins and put them up. Now, this went viral a few weeks, like it was a couple of years ago this went viral. So, Edinburgh's who are looking for staff at the moment and they, you say, they said in a tweet, while we usually do our best not to crush the internet's hopes and dreams, we do need to debunk this particular persistent rumour. Sadly, the boy in the pub proved unreliable and there's no such thing as a penguin erector. Fortunately, <laughs> penguins have evolved to p -p 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 pick up themselves, which was a very good <laughs> now I've got a question for you guys have when you were back in day single men did you pretend to have an occupation that wasn't your own yes right Chris Toll you have definitely done this Chris Toll coming to you first on this one I remember I was in a nightclub one night and I had a lassie convinced that I was a vet <laughs> now the logistics here should have let her know that <laughs> it, it was not a true story, but I, um, and if you're out there and you're listening, I'm sorry. Apologise. I ruined her, I ruined her dreams. Imagine that. I, I, I could only deal with dwarf hamsters, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean, have you done this? Yeah, I've, I, I, um, was in a nightclub called Buster Browns in Edinburgh many, oh, many years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Buster Browns? Did it used to be the was it the Buster Browns? Was it the Red Hot Club after Buster Browns? No, yes. 
Yeah, yeah, many years ago, many years ago. So it was something like a club called Buster Browns. And I was um, playing a lot of football at the time. I was playing from my club side in the morning. Sorry, my school side in the morning, my club side in the afternoon. And um, I pretended that I'd been chosen for the... Do you remember that World Cup that Scotland got to the final at Hamden? Yes, the, the Arabia? World Cup. Yeah. Well, I was kind of quite pally with um, Scott. Was it Scott Bain, who was a centre-half? I think he was at Dundee United. Um, and Brian O'Neill, who used to be at Celtic. Was it, Brian? Yeah, was it yeah. Scott Bain? No, yeah. Scott Bain's a quite... Celtic goalie just now. It was, uh... No, who was, who was the boy at the back? The John, half. Google, my friend. I'll, I'll Google, I'll Google it. Scotland Youth World Cup team, yeah. There was a, anyway, and there was um, Brian O'Neill. Was it, I think it was Brian O'Neill was in midfield. I think he was at Scott Celtic Leach. as well. Was it Scott Leach? No. No. Now, was Brian O'Neill was in that squad, wasn't he? Aye, Brian, uh, no, Paul McStay. No, he was in the Paul McStay. No, no, it's no point. It's nineteen eighty nine. Oh, Paul, Paul Dakov, sorry, Paul Dakov. Paul Dakov, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul Dakov. Who was the centre half? Anyway, I am. Um, so that was Gary Bowen. Gary Bowen, that was it. Yes. Anyway, so I am. Um, I was. Um, oh, so I was playing against these boys because I was in Edinburgh. I was playing for my, my club. We used to play them against Scottish Tynecastle Boys Club, Hutchivale, and all that kind of stuff. And I pretended that I was in the Scotland World Cup squad um, for the uh, under sixteens. And it and it worked. It worked a couple of times. <laughs> and I just I, I just I just named a few of the boys in the team and um it, it worked. So yeah, I did pretend to be a World Cup player for Scotland. Well played. But it wasn't totally a lie. I was a footballer, I just think it chose for that squad. And <laughs> it I, was a complete lie. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was, I was saying I never lied. I told a bird I played for AC Milan, but I wasn't lying. <laughs> I used, to, I used to play crossy down the park with my pals. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can I just say, it wasn't a total lie because I was playing in the same league as these boys, right? Right. You so I had, Scotland, as, I, I had as much of a chance of being picked for the squad as they did. Right. And I played against them. So I kind of was right. I'll ask you this one, Ewan. How would you think you would have got on in the final against the Saudi Arabia under 32s? <laughs> 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 right, so there you go, there you have it. Uh, please let us know for next week. If you did pretend to have another occupation when chatting up someone, please let us know for next week. We'd love to hear from you. So, uh, <laughs> like an Ian Bill calendar picture. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Chris is just looking for the sorry. Ian Bill calendar picture. We'll talk about that maybe next week. Uh, later on on the show, we'll be playing for pies in the player profile playoff. On the big question we asked this week, uh, off the back of last week's conversation when Stephen said that Albertini was his favourite player out with a, a Rangers player. Who's Who? Albertini. 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 How do I not know that name? Who's that? Italian centre mid, played for played for the, the Milan team with Hullet and Van Basten and all that. Yeah. So that was right, Stephen's, okay. Stephen's favourite player out with a Rangers player. So we'll be talking about that later on. We'll reveal last week's swankiest moment with Eldorado Tonic Wine. We'll get you to vote on a new one. Gredo's not here, but we still have three riddles. I've written three riddles for you guys. And on teammates, it is former Rangers defender. And he was brilliant chat when he was on the podcast. It is Rob Kiernan. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Call them now on 01698 767 172. So, Ewan, if you've ever yes. been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault, G4 claims can make it easy for you. 
They can provide you with a complete accident management support that you require. They'll recover their costs from the at-fault party. They'll sort out a like-for-like vehicle replacement, and they will also organise your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and returned to you. Should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they will recover the pre-accident value of your car and they'll write you a big fat check for it. And best of all, it won't cost you a penny as they charge the app fault insurance directly. G4 claims don't cold call, they don't buy data, and once they have processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is Nicole and the team over there won't take on your case if they don't think that they can help. So if you've been in a road traffic accident or know someone that has, go on to G4 Claims on 01698 That's 01698 Get them at notatfaultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims, not at fault claims, made, made easy! Made- the football daft open line the open line but anything goes do Hearts still have a chance at the title you and Cameron yes they do if we get a victory against Celtic or a draw against Celtic it keeps us in the hunt for the title although I think Rangers will win the league ultimately but I think we'll have a chance of splitting the old firm and if we do that we'll be in the Champions League qualifiers Celtic will miss out there you go and after appointing sporting director from AK Alkmaar have you seen this Martin Bucher from AK Alkmaar joined Queen's Park can Queen's Park go all the way into the Premiership, Crystal? Yes. Do you think so? It, it's You cannot understate the business model that that club's got in place. And it's all designed to get them up into the into the top tier. And I think it might take about five years or something like that, but I think they'll, they'll be there sooner rather than you know Do you know what my biggest fear is? They're a Gretna Mark II. They've got money behind them, though, you and them. They, so did Gretna. So the Gretna. Look what happened there. It was a vanity project. Because you know what the problem is there? There's only so much money you can put into something without any return. When you don't have a fan base, you don't have the history. Obviously, they've got history. But do you know what I mean by that? How, how big is the crowds? And ultimately, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. A bit, a bit like when Gretna <laughs> If went, you don't have a history, they're the fucking first football team in Scotland. I don't think <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that's why I stopped myself to say that. But I was meaning as in, as in a, a history of like success, fans, success, and in, in recent times. And I don't think their fan base is that big. But so what, I, what you need to take into account is the fact that they're now not no longer amateur. You know, they're, they're yeah. full time. It's a full time well, so club. But look at it. I mean, I, I was working in football at the time when Gretna came through, and I predicted early doors with Gretna. That is going to end in tears. And I didn't want it to happen, but it ultimately did, because you can't keep something like that going. I mean, did they not try that in Notts County with Sven Gordon Eriksson? It didn't yeah. work out either. Yeah, um, there's a few clubs over the years that have tried it. And see when you, if even if you've got a wee Black, bit of money. Blackpool. Blackpool's another one, yeah. If you've got a wee bit of money in Scotland, right, and you want to have a wee bit of fun, you could quite easily pick up a club in League Two or League One and quite easily, without that much money per season, get them into the Premiership. It wouldn't take much to do. But once there, what do you do? Yeah, I'll be interested to see where they go. I mean, Kelty Hearts yeah. is another one that are flying up with that money behind them yeah. as well. So that's, that'll yeah. be interesting to see where they go. Cove, Cove as well. Cove as well, yeah. Cove as well, yeah. 
I mean, it's a big worry for Falkirk because we're stuck in the leagues with all these teams that have got money. It's a nightmare. Um, and uh, so let's go into the open line then. Anything goes, of course. And we're going to speak, first of all, to a guy called Ricky. Um, now, Ricky is involved with a charity single which is coming out for uh, a charity uh, called Mind Charity, which is about mental health. Um, and it's by a band called Arcade State. And Ricky is on to talk all about it. And a bit of football as well, probably. Ricky, welcome to Football Daft. Good, thanks. How's yourselves? I good, good, good. Now you, Ricky, kind of fill a, fill us in what you you do yourself. Uh, I do a, a new music podcast once a month on in your ears music. It's called Two Indie and Beyond, and it plays a, a range of like up and coming artists and independent artists across the country, across the world, really. Yeah. Uh, what we want to do is just give them a platform to get heard and move on. So I think you've had Dictator on your show before. Yes, we have, uh, yeah. Yeah, they played their, their Scotland song. Good pals with them. Uh, they're a band I've played loads because their music's phenomenal. Uh, quite a lot of other folk as well. So Now, now today, today you've, you've you kind of got reached out to us. Uh, there's a band that you're involved with uh, called Arcade State who have got a charity single out. Is that right? Yeah, but what's happened is In Your Ears decided that we wanted to do a Christmas charity single. And they put a tweet out and they said basically who wants involved. And Jordan Murray, the drummer from Arcade State, took on board, created a WhatsApp group and managed to get all the troops together to, first of all, write the song and then record it. And then we had someone produce it as well. So everyone's recorded it either in a studio on their own or in their house. And this guy called Joe Adimar, he's mixed, mastered and produced it all himself. He's an absolute magician and he's put it all together. So it sounds amazing. Do you know I've been better getting somebody that was qualified at music rather than getting a magician to try and put it together? No, the magician's done a fantastic job. Listen, I'm not, I'm not a, a musician of any, I, I don't play any instruments, I used to play the tambourine when I was at school. Um, but see, when you're recording, everyone's in different places recording. I take it you've done that because of COVID or getting people together and all that. Does that not make it even more difficult to mix that down if everyone's doing their own wee thing wherever they are? I thought it would, but the way Joe's put it together, you would never know that everyone done it separately. Really? Uh, he's, uh, honestly, done, everyone just sent in their stems and he, he took like his favourite bits out of each one recording and added it to the tune. And uh, it just sounds phenomenal. So uh, where can we hear this in? It's coming out on December the 8th. You'll hear it on Spotify and all the other streaming sites there. Obviously, regarding uh, Spotify, you don't get a lot of money uh, when you're playing it on Spotify. Is there anywhere where people can actually buy the single? Well, what we're wanting to do, we've got a Just Given link. And I was hoping Stephen was on this week because he made a point at the start of last week's podcast about Frightened Rabbit and his favourite song being Head Rolls Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you and your station did not play it. I'm very disappointed. Oh, was that, was that for the, with the top 40 countdown? It was, aye. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, by the way, there was a, quite a few people that got in contact with us with Frightened Rabbit that should be in, included in that top 40 for Scotland's Great that. Song. And, yeah, yeah, I, only, yeah. only tattoo I've got, man. My missus yeah, is raging because I've got I kids. So. Interviewed, I interviewed the boys from Frightened Rabbit when we um, did the social bite thing in Edinburgh. Yeah. Such lovely lads. and I mean, great musicians, great band, great guys. Aye. And it was just heartbreaking what happened. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I think they were, put, put this way, they were in the conversation along with many other Scottish bands, but we only had 40 to, to put in, but definitely an amazing band and yeah, very talented good. and really sad what happened there. Well, let's, uh, hear, let's, hear, let's hear a little blast of the single. So this is Arcade State. 
By the, by the way, you're bang on the money this time of year. This is a tough time for so many people when it comes to their mental health, whether it be about remembering something about the family or it be money problems or issues. It, it kind of, 
it comes to the forefront at this time of year. And I think you're right. I think we need to speak a lot more. I think we need to ask our friends and our family, people that we work with, just ask them, how are you doing? So that's, that can help just asking the question, how are you doing? Yeah, well, there's a line in the song, uh, the boner line, as we call it. It's the call that, that could save them could be from you. Yeah. You know, because of just get in touch with someone, ask them how they're doing, and you never know, that just might help them in some way. Even uh, just a text message sometimes could take some doubt of that mindset just at that yeah. moment. Um, so that, you're, you're, you're bang on the money. It's such a brilliant cause as well. And do you know what? At the right time as well for such a song. So uh, hopefully it does really well, mate. Thanks. I, don't, I don't think I've actually mentioned the charity yet, Devon. It's for all proceeds are going to Tiny Changes. So oh, I'm aware one, of that charity. Yeah, I know that yeah, charity. A lot of people are. So basically, yeah. you know, we're, we're throwing the song out there. We want people to listen to it and enjoy it and obviously take the message on board. And if anybody wants to donate, the Just Given link will be on the Twitter page at Minded2021. And you right. can find it on there. And if any, well, I think we're just over £500 already. I gave the song. I gave the song a first play on my show on Tuesday night. And uh, I got a good reaction for the listeners. So Great. Well, and, we'll and, 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 and as you say, it's available from December the 8th and we can all download it, talk about it, and just giving pages and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully I'll pick yeah. up a mentor maybe, when it comes ma- out. Ricky, maybe if you ask him nicely, you might play it on the radio for me. I would love for that, you. And if you would play it, I'll send you it. You send it to me, and uh, we'll see what we can do. But um, definitely do. send it on to me, buddy, 100%. John, I'll well, give you my details. Okay, no worries. There right. you I've, I've sent it to John already, so you can pass it yeah, on. I've got oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I've got it. Ricky, can, Rick, let's Rick, talk about... Rick, 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 Ricky, can I ask you a question? Yeah, you can. So, Rick, Ricky, I want to ask you a question. Do you dye your beard? No, it's got grey bits all over the place, man. It's horrendous. Mate, it looks, it looks really quite... Fucking, it looks dyed to me. It's uh, magnificent, that's what it is. See, I was actually on in March talking about another charity event and uh, Grado told me I looked like Luke Harper, but I think I'm more like Bray Wyatt these days because it's getting bigger. You, you won't get those references, Ricky. You Sorry. won't get those references. Let's talk football a wee bit, Ricky. Yeah. Who do you support? I'm a Celtic fan, so hope you're looking forward to tonight, Ian. No. Well, obviously we're recording this the day of the game against I tell you Celtic. what, why don't we make a bet? Right if Celtic beat Hearts, Ewan plays his song in the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be playing it then, won't I? <laughs> right, well, Ricky, best of luck with it all. Get the, we'll put out the links on the Football Daft social media as well. And uh, just plug it again, mate. The song is Mind Aid. The artists have collectively known as Mind Aid 2021. A reworking of the Band Aid classic and all proceeds from it are going to Tiny Changes Charity. Right, right. Well, best of luck with it. Uh, hopefully you can raise a lot more money. That's great. Thanks for coming on, Ricky. You're very Cheers, welcome. Ricky. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Ricky. I'll catch Cheers. you all later. Cheers. All the Cheers, best, mate. Cheers, bye. And let's go to the next caller on the open line. He's been waiting patiently. Let's chant the, 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 the chef. 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 The chef. Chef. The chef. Chef. The chef. The chef. <laughs> Kev, how are you? There's very disappointed listeners, Kevin, because there was a few people turned up at golfing wanting a selfie with you last week. What do you say to them? Everybody's allowed a day off, mate. Fair, fair enough. Um, Kev, Kev, <laughs> Kev, 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 nice to meet you, my man. Are you sitting in a, a jail cell? I know, me, aye, aye. But, Kevin, like by the way... Cell- I'll make the introductions for you. This is you and Cameron. You and Kev, the chef. Kev, the chef, this is you and... 
You and Kev's been in more episodes of football daft than you have, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this is very it's true. He's got, yeah. none, he's got nothing else racing in that jail cell. I know, mate. I jail cell's my dining room, mate. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Kev, the chef, because yeah. obviously you're a chef, what's your specialty? At least I'll get curtains. Fuck's sake. <gasps> Oh well, well let me just yeah, hold on a minute. Just let me pull this back a wee bit. I have a roller blind. So oh, fancy, fancy. <laughs> there you go. Check out the video version on Patreon if you want to see Ewan's roller blinds uh, and Kev <laughs> and Kev's jail cell. Uh, Kev. No, wait, wait, wait. He's even answered the question, Kev. What's your uh, what's your specialty when it comes to um, being a chef? Uh, I like making a bit of steak, mate. Steak's always good. Everyone can do that, mate. I'm talking about your special tech. I, I bet, steak in a frying pan and fry it up. I, I bet you can, though. I bet you can do it as good as me. Mate, everyone can throw a steak in for three minutes either side and that's it done. Tell me something that nobody can do. Three minutes? It's three minutes either side, mate. I know how to do it. You've ruined it. What else? You've ruined it well, three minutes. <laughs> so it's a steak then, is it? Well, I'm not coming nah, to your right. place, that's for sure. If that's your specialty. Didn't say that was my specialty. I just said I like it, mate. Did <laughs> <laughs> you do a soup? Did you do a good soup? Nah, I don't like soup. Hate soup. Did you do a good dessert? Yeah, you're good at soup, aren't you? You're a mad soup taker. No, oh, I love soup, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Kev. Right, Kev, you're already talking. Like, obviously, we're missing the the two Rangers boys uh, this week, so it's, it's two on one. So you've got you in there, so you've got uh, you and Tom versus you. Is Kev a, a Rangers man? No, he's a Celtic oh. man. Oh, he's a Celtic man. James yeah, Kevin yeah. Devine, mate. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, what do you want to say this week, sir? No, what it was is, mate, obviously the the draw for the next, the, the playoff of the, like, Scotland, talking, talking about Scotland, to be fair. Oh, wow. The draw, the draw uh, Ukraine, I'm just going to see, realistically, what do you think our chances are? You're a big Scotland man, and you're a big Scotland man. Obviously, Chris is as well, we are, but... Realistically, we drink more chances already progressing and then going to Wales and getting a result. We're going to the World Cup, Kev. 100%. Yeah, I think we beat Ukraine. I think we beat Wales in the final at Cardiff Arms Park. I think we've got a really good chance. I'm more worried about the Ukraine than I am about Austria. I'm more worried about turning up at Cardiff Arms Park while Wales are at the Millennium Stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, no. They've played all their qualifiers at Cardiff Arms Park. All right, fair enough. I stand stand corrected. So I know my stuff. Don't try and make me look like a daft day because you've not done your research. They've played every qualifier at Cardiff Arms Park and they're going to continue that if Scotland come calling. They may move it. They may move it. All right, then I'll rephrase that. I'm worried about turning up at the Millennium Stadium when the game's at Cardiff Arms Park. <laughs> there we go. Happy days. Right, so I think, it, no, in my in my opinion, I think that it's the probably the kindest draw that we could have got. Um, however, as you and I actually say, mentioned previously on the show, Ukraine are by no means pushovers. You know, um, it's not the same Ukraine team that England turned over at the World Cup, put it that way. No, no, definitely not. And Kev, can I ask you a question? What are we, mate? What did you think of Hearts pumping your team last night? I'm a Celtic fan, mate. Celtic are playing Hearts, mate. I know, but it's recorded. Kevin, it's definitely happening. So what what, did, what was your thoughts on Hearts pumping you and keeping you at the title race? Listen, I, I, I tweeted you the other day saying thought you'd won the league in September anyway, so you didn't reply back to me. <laughs> 
So that, that's, mate, that's how mate, we, we, mate, if we, if, if mate, mate, we, we're in the title race, whether you like it or no, we're there. After after last night, you won't be. He's <laughs> <laughs> going there. I'm, going, I'm I'm going for a four 0 victory for Celtic. Oh, that's a that's a big shout, Kevin. Mate, chef. mate, please clip this up and send it to me so I can fucking please rub it in his nose and hearts pump them. Listen, I'm free. Tweet me whatever. Tweet me, tweet me, tweet me tomorrow when this goes out. Oh, 100%, mate. I'm sure, you'll be, tweet, I'm sure you'll be tweeting you and if Celtic won the night, Kev. Even I'll not be on Twitter if we get beat tonight. I bet you won't be. Uh, Kev, thanks as ever for coming on. And will you be, for the listeners, uh, come to Golf Fang, will you be there this Saturday just so if they want to get a selfie? I'll be there this Saturday, mate. I. Brilliant. So there you go. If you want to, if you're going to golf fan for your Christmas party or what have you, look even out for if, Kev. Even the if chef. you're just driving by. Yeah, just okay. driving by. But if you want a steak, come to my house. Don't go to his place. <laughs> Two minutes, mate. No, three minutes. Right, there you go. <laughs> You've heard it first here from Kev the Chef and our new feature on Football Daft, Kev the Chef's Cookery Tips. Uh, thanks, Kev. We'll speak to you <laughs> soon, pal. Bye, Kev. Cheers, yeah, mate, and that's it for Cheers, this week's mate. Open Line. Thanks for all our callers. We'll see you on the next one. Football Daft's big question. So out with their own teams, there's always that one player that you just wish could be in your team. You know, you look at and kind of gaze at him and he probably won't end up at your team, but you thought, oh, I really fancy him in a football way. Um, <laughs> what kind of player, you know, Stephen talking about Albertini last week, he said he loved Albertini. Uh, out with any Rangers players, but is that one player for you, Ewan, that you kind of gaze that in mind and going, what a player? Who is it for you? Who's your number one football love out with your own team? I would have to go back to my first real memory, and it would be the 1982 World Cup, and it would be one of three players. It would be Zico, Socrates, or Falcao. Whoa. Who played for that amazing Brazilian team in the 82 World Cup. And you know what? For me, they're one of the greatest national football teams of all time. And it was just a crying shame that Paolo Rossi in Italy beat them 3-2. I think it was in the quarterfinals. And Italy went on to win the World Cup that year. But Brazil and that team were just amazing. I remember watching, obviously, Zico score that free kick against Alan Ruff in Scotland when they beat us 4-1. But I remember wanting to be Zico. Um, there was also something really quite amazing and elegant about Socrates in the midfield. This is a guy who smoked 40 cigarettes a day. I mean, he made football look effortless. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, really, get, it doesn't really get mentioned as much as that, he should. Socrates. No, I agree with you. Yeah, he's honestly, what a player he was. See, if you go back and you watch video clips of that boy, what a player he was. Falcao as well. Rose yeah, like Rose. And he, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, he smoked 40 cigarettes a day. I mean, he didn't train well, but see when it was like match day, the boy was unbelievable. But Zico, the name when I was like a 10, 11-year-old kid watching the World Cup, my first true memory of a World Cup and just being completely bamboozled and loving the Brazilian team, the yellow jersey, the blue shorts, the way they played football, the strike of a free kick, the elegance of the player, the elegance of that team. And I just wish that team had gone on to win the World Cup because it was such a phenomenal team. So for me, it would be Zico, but Socrates and Falcao would be up there as well. Nice, nice choice. Chris, who is it for you? I've, I'm the same as you, and I've got quite a few. If somebody asks me who my favourite other player is, I always answer Marco Van Basten, who what, oh. that's, the first, that's the first name that comes up on the, 
on uh, the list of names that have been sent in by the listeners. I've also got great memories. Uh, like Italia 90 was kind of the, the World Cup where I got into it, got really mm-hmm. getting into football, yeah. you know, and Roberto Baggio oh. and uh, Diego Maradona as well. Just yeah. Unbelievable footballs, man, and Klinsman. I loved Klinsman. I could keep. Right. I could go on and on. I could go right. on and pick on. Pick one. Pick one. Pick one. Van Basten. Van Basten. Yeah. Uh, did you Did you go with Van Basten because of that volley in the final at Euro eighty eight? No, mate. I was, uh, just, I was just, just just even with Milan and all that. It's because just Van Basten's a player. No, it was uh, Milan was my yeah. team growing up. I, I used to. It? I was obsessed with Italian football and that AC Milan team. Still to this day, I, I say it's the best football team I've ever seen. Like uh, people yeah. say Barcelona like run about 2013-14 kind of time, but I think that Milan team would have beat them. That's when I was going to ask you that. Do you think the Milan of the Hulets of Anbastons and the Bereses would have beaten the well, Pep Guardiola, Barcelona with Messi and, and yeah, Xavi and Iniesta you, and all that? You only need to look at, I mean, like, it's, I know I've, I think I've thrown this start up before on the show, but uh, Hula, uh, sorry, uh, Maldini and Baresi played 225 games together and they only conceded somewhat 22 goals. You know, so when Jeez. you when you look at when you look at statistics like that, even yeah. though that Barcelona team probably had one of the greatest forward lines of all time, I think that Milan team as a whole unit from back right all the way up to the strikers was just superior. Yeah. It's amazing to think that Van Basten retired at 28. You know, looking at his statistics, played, he only played 281 league games for both Milan and Ajax, 219 goals. That is a Jeez. phenomenal record, isn't it? I don't think I've the ball t- touched the ground once. No, I'll I t- I t- I t- I tell you what makes it even more phenomenal, and you'll know this, too, since you're a big fan of Italian football, because I used to watch it when it was on Channel 4 every week. You couldn't score in the Italian no. league. No. I mean, the defence, every defence was unreal. And but for him to score that amount of goals just shows how good you're, it was. You'll remember as well, like when it, when it used to be Football Italia on a Sunday, it would also get, it would give you the league and then it would give you the stats for the top goal scorer. Right yeah. now, Van Basten would be out in front, let's say, near the end of the season, 26, 27 goals. The closest to him would have like 10 and 11. You know? <laughs> you're right. So <laughs> it, it, the fact that that guy had to get up so early was a travesty, but... Mm. He, I would, I would probably say Marco Van Basten is the reason why I love football so much. That's a okay, great then can I ask you both a question and see the greatest ever striker? No, he's my, he's my favourite ever striker. But I think there's, I think the greatest ever striker that I've seen personally is probably uh, Brazilian Ronaldo. Oh yeah, but, yeah. You know, you I'd go port, see Portuguese Ronaldo. You can't argue. You cannot argue. With him. I don't, I don't stri- say he's a striker. He's not a striker. If you're talking about a number nine, Van Basten was the number nine. Right? Okay. Basten, I'm talking about nine. number nine, right? Okay. If you're and about also, and yeah. the and the and the conversation is Gabriel Batista as well. Oh, but uh, me, me, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to go Batista. Batista. I can't even say his name. <laughs> I thought he was a phenomenal number nine. Can, can I put another name into the mix, Francesco? Totty. Again, not a striker. Would you no, not see a number no, nine? No, he's, he's a number ten. Number ten. He won. He wore ten. He was. He was yeah, just behind the strikers. Yeah, because, yeah. Do you remember that Roma team? That Roma team had. Uh, I was uh, Batistu was in that Roma uh, team. Totti uh, to- uh, and, and, Batistu and Montella. Vincenzo Montella as well. I, I think when it comes to out and out number nines, I think we who's who are we missing. We're not really missing anyone. Hilly. You can maybe throw Hilly. in there. 
Um, was Kelly a number nine? I'm not sure it was a number nine nine. Uh, Van Nistelrooy. Van Nistelrooy's a good shout. He's Alan a great Shearer. number nine. Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer. Fuck, aye, Shearer's Alan a great number nine. There's a, there's a few, if you, if you want to talk English oh, football, there's fucking, a few. German, fucking Jesus. Uh, Lewandowski. Uh, Klose. Gerd Muller, yeah. Klose. Miroslav Klose. What a yeah, player Klose. he was, by the way. Right, right, we could talk here all day about this, man. What's it? Let's right, go. We'll pick, oh, okay, we'll pick your best fit number nine ever. Uh, Marco Van Basten. John? Oh, God. I'll go back. Do you know what? You've said Sweden. I'm going back to Actually, I love Basten. I love Basten. So did I. The guy was phenomenal. I mean, I would, I'm, I'm like, we told, he mentioned Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, who oh. was obviously... Oh, he's so he was phenomenal with Milan, Inter Milan, and also. See, when you Barcelona. think about the footballers that we've watched throughout our lives, oh, man. How oh. lucky, by the way, are we? I know, I know, I know. Uh, well, we move on to the listener's suggestions. Merchant City, me says Marco Van Basten, he could score any type of goal from any angle. Uh, you and I don't know if you've got them in front of you. Uh, we've got Xander Vanny Van Summerhorst, <laughs> <laughs> who's went for Del Piero. What a legend! One of the most. He's still a number nine. No, no, no. Nice. This is your favourite player. We, we were oh, just favourite player. Sorry, uh, got you. Uh, out with yeah, yeah. Chris uh, Gary says Parma are my Italian side, and I remember in the nineties being absolutely blown away by Gianfranco Zola. What a player! I remember him at Chelsea when he first appeared on the scene. The boy was an absolute do magician. Do you remember the flying back heel volleyball oh, in yes. the top corner? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. so <laughs> good. So good. Aidan McKellar, I, I, I could watch Andrea Pirlo caress the ball all day. Just hey, by the way, I can watch Pirlo score that penalty against England all day. <laughs> oh, I think as John's kind of edited that out because what Aidan actually says was, I could watch Andrea Pirlo and caress my balls all day. <laughs> <laughs> Sean says, Thierry Henry, what a player. Played for two teams I hate in Arsenal and Barca, but was still a hero of mine growing up. Current, I'd have to go Ben Foster or Haaland. <laughs> Ben Foster, Ben Foster, the goalkeeper. He's got, he's got a huge, he's got a huge following. You know that he cycles everywhere. Does he? I see. Like, uh, for example, who is he he's playing with just now again? Oh, who's he at now? Is it Watford? He's at Watford. He's, he's at Watford. What say Watford? They're playing away at Norwich. Mate, he's got his own YouTube channel where he puts all the videos of him cycling ben all over. Foster cycles aye. every day, every other week. They call him the cycling goalie, aye. <laughs> Shut up, I'm going to have to check that out. Look it up, honestly. That, that is brilliant. Uh, Graham comes in, we're talking about nine, number nines. Now, this is one that's come out of nowhere. Dean Ashton, what a unit. Do you know, Dean Ashton it doesn't get spoke about a lot, and he had to retire early as well, I he think. Did, aye, aye, aye. And he was a great strike. Remember the volley he scored against Man yeah. United? Oh. Yeah, oh, by, the, by, the way, by, by the way, there's every chance he could have become England's greatest number nine because aye, that boy was phenomenal. And he was in England squad. He picked up his um, career-ending injury in training for England. That's right. That's right. That's um, right. And, and, and he, that boy was going to be something else, and he was like the next Alan Shearer, and he had it. And his locker, it's as you say, told. Sure, he had just got a big move to West Ham, remember? Correct, yes. Yeah. It was just yeah. heartbreaking what happened to him because I think you'd have been a phenomenal number nine. <laughs> wait till you hear the next one. Sure, John. Andrew says Frank Lampard, great gold scoring midfielder and umpteen levels above that lying snake, Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I mean, okay, can we, can, can, it's told, forget. 
who Gerard is in regards to being the former Rangers manager and all that stuff. Mm. If you were picking a central midfielder mm-hmm. for your fantasy team, you could only have Gerard or Lampard. Who do you take? If it's down to those two, I, w- I would pick Steven Gerrard. If it was, if I had the choice of them and Schools, I would pick Paul Schools. Schools ahead of Gerrard and Lampard. Aye, aye. For but, me, definitely. But Gerrard ahead of Lampard. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd go schools, with that. Really? I'd go with that. Mm. You think Schools is a better player than Gerrard and Lampard? I think yes. Paul Schools is the most underrated footballer that's played in the last fifty years. When Zinedine Zidane comes out and says that he's the best player he's ever played against, but, that's but when I, you know... Do you know something, what Messi said as well? Messi said that at La Messiah, the, see the Barcelona Youth Academy, uh-huh. they, they didn't show videos of Xavi and Iniesta, they showed videos of Paul Scholes. Really? So, uh, and what Messi said was Paul Scholes was like a teacher at that school, even though he was never there. Wow. So, wow, I didn't know that. Uh, he's a Paul Scholes is a phenomenal player, but Douglas says Andy Robertson, the boy just immortalises what a footballer should be, down to earth, time for the fans, and a flashback to what players were like in the 80s, working class, and would have a pint with the fans in the local, modern day old school. Yeah. Here's, can, can, I, can, can, I, can I ask a controversial question? Because I do like to ask questions like this. Is Andy Robertson... Is Andy Robertson only good because of who he plays with? No, because he's no, because he's good for Scotland and all. Well, I'm not so sure that he is. I, I've always been quite disappointed in I, a lot I, of his performances for Scotland. I think he's been coached very well. I think since Jurgen, you know, when Jurgen Klopp took over, he's been coached very well as like. Well, you need to remember, it's the system but, but, at Liverpool. But listen, you know. see if you're not a good player, you don't get to sign for Liverpool to begin with. This is true. Right. Oh, no, but again, but, 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 but Tolkien, I remind you also, Liverpool haven't broken the bank for any of their players. The only marquee signing that they've ever made in the last six years was the goalkeeper, Alisson and Van Dijk. They paid £70 million for them both, and that was with the Coutinho money. But when you look at that squad, for example, Mo Salah, £34 million from Roma. You're looking at Manny, £32 million from Southampton. Firmino was £26 million from Hoffenheim. No marquee signings. Those players are all good players. Jurgen Klopp's turned them into world-class would you say, players. Would you say Thiago, maybe? Thiago, I know, they, I know they never paid a lot. I know they yeah. never paid for him, but... He, he yeah. paid £40 million for Jota. Oh, yeah, I, 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 you've I, got to play the English tax on that as well. Can I just say, I'm not taking it away from Andy Robertson. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant player. And he's great for Liverpool. But I think there's a lot to be... I mean, look at Messi, for example. Messi and that Barcelona team, he can't touch him. He never turns up for Argentina. On the odd occasion he turns up for Argentina, it's because of who you play with. And what I'm saying is, I think Andy Robertson's a better player for Liverpool I get that. than he I is for that. Scotland. I bet you, good, players bring, good, good players bring on good players. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you're, if, like, for example, you with the greatest respect in the world, right? You were talking about playing football when you were younger. Say you're training with the people in your school class and stuff like that and the people at your weekend, your club that you go to, if they yeah. had taken you out of that environment and put you in at Celtic or Rangers and you're playing with players like Paul McStay and all that, and day in and day out, you're going to become a better player than you would be if you were playing with like, the, the Dross. You know? I, I, no, I, 
<laughs> Sorry, no, Grant Halley's been good for Scotland. Sorry, no slight Grant Halley. <laughs> uh, Roberto says, my favourite player out with Rangers was always Zidane, a guy I was just, was a complete genius. Absolutely. Uh, Barry says, Kevin De Bruyne, in the current times, in the past, has to be the original Ronaldo. The original Ronaldo, that's who you're talking about. See, see, when it, see, see, hold on. see when it comes to, to De Bruyne, mm-hmm. Chelsea let him go, he went to Wolfsburg, sets a light at Wolfsburg, comes back to Man City, and then he just became an absolute phenomena. But you look, see, at, you look at that Salah as well. Yeah, but, but is, 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 is De Bruyne the best central midfielder in world football? Hard to argue. It's hard, it's hard to argue against that. I can't he? Let's think. I'm just trying to think. Of I, think I think Tony Cruz. Ooh, it, it, dep- it depends on what position you're talking about because I think the, the best player at his job in the middle of field in football is N'Golo Kante. Yeah, right. I think he's incredible at what he does. They're two different types of players, but they're both they're central attacking midfielders. Attacking midfielder, defensive midfielder. Right. Yeah. So I think if you're looking at attacking mid- midfielders, then De Bruyne is definitely right up there, right at the very top. It's hard to think of anybody that's actually yeah. more, more. Uh, what, it's a Creative, better player. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't think. I, I mean, do love Canty. I think Canty's a Rolls Royce of a midfielder. You you want somebody like him in your team? Definitely. Absolutely. Um, check out this name coming up here, Rakoba. Remember Rakoba, John Al- Alvaro, Alvaro Rakoba. Yeah, that was, that's the name from the past. Here's yeah. one for you. He's his debut for Inter Milan. Uh, he comes off the pit, he comes off the bench. They're getting beat one 0 and he scores two of the best free kicks that you will ever see in your entire life, man. He was incredible, and another player that doesn't get spoke about enough. When, but uh, to say that he's the greatest of all time, I think you're probably saying that he's your favourite rather than the greatest, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you got one there, Chris? Uh, Roth says, look at Tony. Oh, the uh, striker, the Italian uh, striker. By the way, he, he played against Scotland in those um, qualifiers yep. when we got beat at Hamden 2-1. The boy was in the rain that night at Hamden, was unbelievable. The ball stopped him, man. Oh, uh, you couldn't get the ball off him. No, everything that came up stuck to him. Look at Tony; it should have had a better career than he did. I, I he, agree. He only, he only, he only really retired a couple of years ago. I think he played until he was about forty. But you're right. But you know, look at Tony; was always. I think the people respect him. But I don't think he got the respect that he ultimately deserved because uh, I thought he was a phenomenal striker uh, and somebody that so many good players. Fed off, and they got the headlines. Hey, here's one for you. Do you know he's the fourth highest goal scorer in Italian history? Wow, look at Tony. Yep, but That's like I said, he that. did play until well, he was 40. But there you go, that, that just tells you everything you need to know. That the boy's the fourth highest goal scorer in Italian football, and he doesn't get talked about in the same breath as your Batistutas as well, your Van Bastens, who all played in Italy. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Roth, Roth says as well that he's the most underrated player of all time, excluding Bob Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Guys, the festive season is upon us. And what is better than getting eight free beers on Football Daft, Chris? Ten free beers. That is correct. Twenty. Twenty. <laughs> we can only do ten, Ewan. Well, uh, technically, the... you could get another box sent 
to your house. You could somebody do that. else's name. You could do that. Uh, it's the time for giving, and Beer 52 are offering football daft listeners 10 free beers. And it's dead easy to get them. Just hit up beer52.com forward slash daft. You just have to cover the 5 95 for the postage, and you'll be able to claim your free case and what's more you can do it before 17th of december and like we say not only you get eight free beers you'll get 10 free beers beer that, 10? that is 10 beer 10 10 beer 52 is a beer club like no other they stanley and stanley feel attacked a wee bit here join with him saying 10 what's that are you saying 10 ah uh, yeah, yeah so tell me that's john see the box of beers uh-huh. the beers all come in a row <laughs> no, they don't, because you can only get nine beers in a row in Scotland. Um, beer 52 <laughs> is a beer club like no other. They send experts round the globe to find the best beer available on planet Earth. For example, this week we are talking about Norwegian players on the player profile playoff. They could have Norway beers, it could be Argentinian beers, it could be Brazilian beers. Whatever you want, they've got beers, guys around the world looking for the best beers. Each month, the members receive a new case, usually from a different part of the world. And members have had beer from more than 40 countries across five continents in the past. So there you go. Grab yourself this treat in time for Christmas. Impress your friends. You know when it's annoying, you know, someone pops out of your house and you think, oh, Christ, I've not got any beer in the house. Well, you could have 10 free beers sitting there for when they come in. You just offer them. 10? Ten, and you can you can choose whatever your beer taste is. They've got hoppy IPAs, crisp craft lagers, and some beautiful stouts. If dark beer's not your thing, you just choose a lighter option instead. Easy. So as well as all delicious beers, you'll get a free magazine ferment, which is a really good read when you're sitting on the toilet. See, see the hoppy IPAs, John. Aye, they're good round about Easter. Oh, for goodness. It's Christmas, though. <laughs> got, Chris, it's Christmas. You've got to think about hoppy. Christmas, pun. I hoppy. know Hoppy. It's good during Easter, but think of a Christmas gag. Right, okay. uh, You think about that. Well, I tell the listeners, you'll get two delicious snacks in your box, along with the magazine, and that's ten free beers. What's not Ten! After redeeming your first case, you'll join the monthly beer club, and there's no minimum commitment. You can pause or cancel any time. It is dead easy. So get the offer now. Beer52.com forward slash daft. And how many beers will they get for free, Ewan? Ten! So that's 10 Christmas beers, and that's a wrap. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. It's the player profile playoff with piesports.com. They are delivering pies to your door across the season. It's football fans in Scotland eat over a million pies a year, believe it or not. And they can serve you up scotch, steak and gravy, macaroni, chicken and chorizo, curry pies. They'll get them straight to your door. Just hit them up, piesports.com, or you can give them a call 0141 739 All sorts of formation, my favourite one, the dugout, four scotch pies, four chilli pies, two cheesy beans. Love that action. Um, we like to give them away on Football Daft, free of charge, however, and we play our competition, the player profile playoff, and on to play this week. He's no stranger to the show. It's Jordan Thompson. How you doing, son? All good, mate. All good. Looking forward to this. You've never played for the Pies before, Jordan. You've been on the open line before. I, I've had a few Pies, like, but I've never played for the Pies. <laughs> you don't need to tell us that. We can see it. You're a Rangers supporter, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you're one, you're one cheeky bastard, Cameron. Ewan's yeah, obviously on the show. 
Um, Jordan... oh, by the way, Jordan's no stranger to a macaroni pie. Look at him. <laughs> um, we're talking earlier at the start of the show. Penalty Rangers last night. You're a Rangers man. Stonewall, are you saying? It's a penalty. I would be completely honest. It is a penalty. If it wasn't a penalty, I would say, and I'm convinced it was a penalty. So, Pretty a smash and grab, because I don't think Rangers played well at all. In fact, they never played well. They were terrible. Bit of smash and grab, but I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, I'm surprised you just how flat you were last night. Aye, terrible, man. Terrible. I don't, there's something not quite right with that squad. I mean, I, I think it was it was all hell for leather last year when stopping 10 in a row. And once they got to that, it was like, oh. And they've kind of like taken okay. their foot off the pedal. But to still, just, but still be top of the league and no play well, that's some position to be in. Nice. I didn't, I didn't understand no playing uh, Arfield last night. I think Arfield should have played last night, after, especially after the weekend, because he played well on Sunday. Uh, and he can actually he actually likes to get beyond the defenders, uh, which I like. I think that was kind of missing last night too. Yeah, but, yeah he's a box-to-box uh, midfielder. I think he brings a lot more to Rangers than, um, than Steve Davis. I know Davis is good, but I think his best days are behind him. Oh. There's a few players just born hot and cold. They're like big Goldson, man. Big Goldson can be a world beater one, one week and then like terrible the next. Like, he, he, cuts a, he cuts a figure he somebody doesn't want to be there for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd get shot at him. Sean, I mean, would you get a shot of him in January? Like, but Rangers yeah. need centre-halves, don't they? I mean, that's what they're struggling with, the centre-halves. Yeah, is a big, big Swedish boy not back? But I wonder. Calendar, aye. Aye. He should be back, as you know. Not yet, he's not back yet. I think he's a wee bit away, Chris. I think he was meant to be back December, so we'll wait and see if he's fit for Instead the Instead of you trying to guess it as a Falkirk fan, ask a Rangers fan who should know the answer to these questions instead of you fishing All right, you in. the water. All right, you and it's back yet? Aye, next week. Walked into that one, son. Right, okay. Right, do you know what? We usually uh, flip a coin to see who you're playing for the pies, John, but since Ewan's a guest and he knows so much about Scottish football, we'll put you up against him this week. How do you fancy that? I'd love to bend down there and smack his ass at this. <laughs> Here we go, then. But by the way, I tell you what, Jordan, see if it's me, me Stephen or Grado that's playing... Even if you lose, you get the pies, but I don't think you'll get the pies if you I beat you. I don't think you will, Jordan. No, you're definitely not getting the pies if I beat you, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, we've been going around the world the last few weeks, and this week I thought we'd go to Norway and look at Norwegians who have played in Scotland, all right? There's a couple you'll oh know. My God. Right, oh, yeah, I've, oh got, I've already got a couple in my head, so go. This is piss easy. Jordan, oh. you're getting nay pies. Right, here we go. Right, <laughs> Jordan, what's your buzzer going to be? Uh, I look happy. Right. Ewan, <laughs> what will your buzzer be? Uh, Mon the Jambos. Right, okay. So the, if anyone's not heard this before, I'm going to read a, a player description. If you know the player, you buzz in. But if you do buzz in, that's your game over. Play continues to the other person and it's first to okay. two that wins. Okay. okay. Right, okay. Oh. First Norwegian player out. This defender spent two seasons at Dundee United after moving from Brand for £50,000. He scored on his competitive debut at against Rangers and had a red card overturned against Kilmarnock in August 2007. After United, he moved on to Burnley before returning to Norway with Bran. One of the Jambos. I've not got a clue, man. Is it? It's not, it's not Vidra, is it? It's not Vidra. Christian Calvinez. 
Who? Christian Calvin is. I've never heard of him. Was Vidran a Greek? Oh, I'm hanging. I'm hanging. Fisus, Tachis, Fisus, Fisus. I would love it. He was. He was a left back at Hearts. Aye, aye. Right. Okay. Nil, nil. Next player. This former Manchester United and Blackburn Rovers centre half finished his career in Scotland. Come on, Jambos. Ewan. Was it Fiorito? No. Oh, it was not. I will continue. He made over 20 league appearances at Ibrox, but wasn't able to get on the score sheet, although he does have 100 caps for Norway. Jordan, Rangers supporter, former Manchester United and Blackburn Rovers centre half. He's he's an icy character. I got it. Mo the Jambos. Nah, you're out, Ewan. You're out. You're out, Jordan. Is it Kiriakos? Oh, my God. It's Hemingberg, you prick. This is a terrible performance from both oh, players here. I just right, I'm going to put... I said it's Hindenburg. How can I not get that stage? Because you buzzed in. Because you'd already oh. buzzed in. For God's sake, right, here you go. Right, oh, next player know, out. Here we go. This midfielder, come defender, joined Celtic in 1998 and made over 50 league appearances over two years. His best moment in the hoops came when he scored the opening goal in the Scottish League Cup final. He eventually moved to 1860 Munich. What year is this? This was 1998. See if you go back, if you turn the computer off and back on, what are you doing? Rebooting. <laughs> That's, oh, a nearly, nearly, uh, That's a terrible... That's a terrible... Reboot. No, Stefan no. Reboot. No. <laughs> Stefan Reboot. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ, boys. Vita, reset. Reset. I reset. Reset. Oh, for God's sake. Sorry, mate. I was only six when that guy played. I can't mind him. Right. Okay. Next player. I'm running. I've run out of players just a bit here. This is a terrible performance. Right. Just make somebody up. See if we can get them. <laughs> this one. For a while, this striker was the all-time top scorer in Norway's top division and wrote himself into Celtic folklore after scoring the goal that helped Celtic win the title to stop 10 in a row. He returned to haunt his old club in the Champions League where he scored two goals On against the Jambos. Him. You in? Yes. Well done. Brat back. 1-0. Oh, my God. My God. Right. I, again, I was only eight when that guy played, so I'll not Stop remember your him. excuses, mate. Mate! Do you know Kenny Dalglish? <laughs> you're, you're about fucking 65. What are you talking about? <laughs> mate, do you remember Dennis Law? Do you remember Kenny Dalglish? Do you remember Graham Smith? Yeah. You weren't the boy. You, 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 you can say whatever you want. Not one of them was Norwegian, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's giving this. He, he's that's giving this. What's happening tomorrow with the fucking spec zone? What's happening tomorrow? Oh, no! <laughs> By the way, by the way, here's the boy sat here to try and win some pies, and unless the player was born after 2020, I'm not knowing what the player is. Come on now. Right. <laughs> here we go then, boys. Right. Last player. Come on. You need to get two points. And if you don't get this one, I'll be very disappointed. Right. This player became Rangers record signing. 
Striker. On giant. the Jambos, tore Andrew Flo. Well done. Hey. I, I thought I'd, we'd have to go further with that. Uh, you should have known that one, Jordan. He's still your I, record signing. I, I can remember him. I would have got that. Hey, 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 Jordan. Slap Pete, you're getting knee pies. Knee <laughs> pies for you. I'm on a diet anyway. You don't want the pies. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, well, listen, thank you for coming on and playing, Jordan. Really appreciate it. No, because that. he embarrassed himself. How many Rangers players did you put in that little quiz to help him out? And he'd never even heard of them. Never <laughs> could know them. No, I remember Henningberg. I'm just no very I good remember Henningberg. Well, why did you not say it then? Because you're useless. Oh. <laughs> I, I never thought the rumors about you were true, but I'm starting to believe them, man. You are a dick. John, thank you for coming on. It doesn't look appear oh, that you're getting the pies. But not, you I'll tell you what, I tell you what. See if you give him the pies, I'm never coming on the show again. He doesn't deserve hee haw. Right. Can, can I have the pies? You can I have two pies, please. Mate, you're getting nothing. I'm seriously <laughs> you're getting nothing for that performance. And you I'll, called me a dick. You might be right, but I'm not taking it. I'll clean but, your carpets for you. Leave my carpets oh, for me. Oh, there you go. Oh, you go. okay. Game the pies. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want pies, head to piesports.com. It's now time for Grado's three riddles on football day. Unfortunately, however, Gradle is not here, so it'll have to be, yet again, John's three riddles. So it's that point in the show, we get your minds working with our three riddles. Shout at the podcast, if, if you're listening to the car, or you're listening in the house, wherever you are, this is your chance to shout at your iPhone. Right, so before we get started to this week's riddles, congratulations to everyone who got last week's riddle right. We threw this out to you. Ewan, see if you can get... A Scottish footballer from this riddle, okay. okay. Mr. Loverman's Scottish girl is sad. Shabba Laszlo. Fucking brilliant, Ewan. That is well played. Straight Aye, off the bat. Oh, no, I've got my work cut out for me here. Oh, that is impressive, impressive. To be first fair, in... I did get that straight away you, as well. You did do very well on that when we threw that out. Uh, first time with the correct answer this week, it was Declan Ramage on Twitter, so thanks, Declan. You go on to the leaderboard. The current leaderboard stands as Chris, 20, John, 17, Stephen, 9, Ryan, 1, Jack, 1, Ian Miko, 1, Ryan, the bar, 1, John Mitchell, 1, Albert's legend, 1, and now Declan Ramage on the leaderboard as well with 1. Okay, I've got three of those for you boys in Grado's absence this week. Are you ready? First in gets a point. All right. Yep. Okay, go. Arabia's golf shot goes wayward into the earth. 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 Arabia's... Arabia's golf shot was wayward into the air. Is this a current footballer? It is a current footballer. What, playing now? Yep. He's a club. I won't give you a... I'm not giving clues yet, Ewan. We're only just into the game. You've got to play the game first. Give us a clue again. Arabia's golf shot goes wayward into the earth. 
Arabia's golf. Golf as in the game of golf. Yep. No, golf as in the car. What the fuck? Who could have been seen golf? Come on, break it down, break it down. Because if you get the first Arabia. name, if you get the first name, you'll certainly get the second. Because not many of them going. Arabia's golf shot. Yep. Golf Did shot. You... A drive. Arabia. Arabia's golf shot goes wayward into the earth. That breaks it down a bit easier. Arabia's golf, golf shot. shot goes wayward. Slice. There's another. There's yeah. There's another thing you do a golf shot. Uh, I know what. Crystal. Uh, Shanklin, Gavin Shanklin. Gavin, uh, no. Lauren uh, uh, Shanklin. Lauren Shanklin, well done. Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. We were like, ah, Saudi, Saudi, we... Saudi. So was I. I was doing the Saudi thing as well. <laughs> we were golf shot, a shank, and into the earth land. There you go, Lauren Shank land. There you go. Right, God. quick one in. I think you should get this one quite good. Well, guys, it should be quick on this one. Jerry's Scottish enemy is in front of a jury. Jerry's Scottish enemy is in front of a jury. Jerry, Jerry what? Jerry's, Jerry's Scottish enemy is in front of a Jerry's jury. Jerry's Scottish enemy? Yeah. Jerry's Scottish enemy. So it's Tam something. Uh, Tam McManus. No. Tam, Tam Rogic. Tam, Tam Courts. Oh. Tam Courts. Tam, Tam Courts. Well done. <laughs> One point to you and he's on the board. Well done, Ewan. <laughs> Jerry's Scottish enemy, obviously Tom and Jerry. Court. Yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, is yeah. Tam Rogic? I'm Tam Rogic. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Quick on this one. This can is spoiled at a hundred degrees. This can is spoiled at a hundred degrees. This can. This can is spoiled at a hundred degrees. As in like a can of juice, a can of... Martin Boyle. Martin Boyle, well done, Crystal. I'll explain that. Mar being bad, tin, can, hundred degrees, Boyle. Well done, Martin Boyle. Well done, Chris. A 2-1 victory over you and Cameron. And uh, I have got a riddle for the punters for next week. See if you can get this Don't don't jump. Don't jump in on this one. Don't jump in this one, you, and if you know it. This is for the listeners for next week. Theatre Award has power. Theatre Award has power. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. It's time for the El Dorado Swanky Moment of the Week. Remember, ask for LD at any swanky bar. It's easy to drink. It's short, fruity, like Chris Toll. And it's just finished with that trace of caffeine. It's available at your local convenience store. And you can follow them right now on Facebook or Instagram. El Dorado Tonic Wine. Check them out. El Dorado Tonic Wine. So to celebrate Swanky Taste of El Dorado, we pick out swanky moments from Scottish football and leave you to vote on it on Twitter at Football Daft Pod. The results from last week are as follows. Chris, you were in last place. 
13% for the Celtic Christmas ad. You know that's oh, not going to play. That brilliant, man. That's not going to play to the football daft crowd. You know that, Chris. Right, okay. Close behind that, Chris. I was second last. Uh, my lower league banter nomination, that got 15%. Uh, listeners, Dan's choice of Ryan Poach's shithousery, which is not looking good at this moment now, uh, that was second with 20%. But of course, Stephen Purden played to the crowd as per fucking usual, and his nomination of Roy Mackay's banter to Ryan Kent, where he said, tricks are for the circus. Uh, that got uh, it does not help when you fucking name the episode after it, your chancer. Exactly. I would. I was no. The episode last week was called "Jokes Are for the Circus." After you made a gag about that, so that, it wasn't. It was kind of that, but oh, yeah, fifty-two percent okay. went to Stephen. Uh, so, what is this swanky moment going to be? Our guest host this week. We'll hand it over first to you and Cameron. What is your Scottish football swanky moment, you and? Hearts beating Celtic at Parkhead to the old firm. Um, and, to, and, to, and to be the nearest title challengers to Rangers. Brilliant. We are recording this on a Wednesday. See when I put the nominations on the poll up here and it says Hearts beat Celtic and you just get beat. It's going to be very confusing for everyone. But, that, but, but do you know what? It'll be funny as well. It will be. It will be. People will be going, what is going on? <laughs> right, Chris, what you got this week? There's a story behind mine, right? So I'm going to nominate Tony Watts goal last night. Oh, it was a cracker. For, for Motherwell. Now, it was an absolute screamer. But the reason that it came to my mind was because I texted him after it. I says, what a goal, my man. And he texted me back straight away. Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to win it for me. That's good. So I, I always, I'm going to put the option up on Twitter as, who's this? Um, I am going to put mine option. It's a Hearts nomination here. I don't know if you've seen this, Ewan, at the weekend. Um, one I can't remember who it was for St. Min. It might be Richard Tate. Hit, I struck the ball, right? And there's a woman in the Hearts crowd who's walking and she just she she she's get she gets up to, to let someone or she's walking and she just the ball just misses her by the ball here and she's walking along with her pies and what have you Correct. to get to so her seat close. and it, she just looks around like that and went holy shit that just missed me. It, well, there was one as well. I think it was at a Newcastle game. Yes, I saw and that the guy, one. The guy the guy got up to let somebody by and because he moved he got fucked in the face for the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. But I am going to nominate this week the luckiest supporter in Scotland and it is the, the woman at the Hearts game at the weekend as the luckiest supporter. So that's my nomination for this week. Uh, this week's listener nomination, however, comes from Ryan and this could be a potential winner. If you're on TikTok... Please, right now, uh, and if you're watching the video version, you'll be able to see it on the video version, um, go to the Pavilion Theatre Glasgow's TikTok page and witness Stephen and Grado's TikTok dance. It is worth it. So if you're on the video version, you'll see it right now. But if you're not, head on to the TikTok Pavilion Theatre Glasgow and you will see Stephen and Grado dancing i don't even know what song they're dancing to and they're completely out of time but it's just a brilliant viewing i warn you right now it's a difficult wank so that's your swanky moments of the week ewan what was yours 
Harsh being Celtic at Parkhead. Chris Toll. Who's this? Mines is the luckiest supporter in Scotland. And from the listener, Ryan, it is Grade Owen Stevens TikTok dance. Get voting them now on our Twitter, uh, vote at Football Daft Pod. And you can catch El Dorado Tonic Wine while you're on Twitter because Scotland's own is now Football Daft. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Remember, you can get more content from Football Daft on Patreon right now. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a service that you go to. You give us some of your hard-end cash. But do you know what you're going to get in return for that? You're going to get extra content. You're going to see the video version, so you can see Grado and Steven's TikTok dance. You're going to see Ewan's beautiful uh, blinds in the background. <laughs> you're going to see, get Rangers Daft and Celtic Daft video versions. You're going to get a chance to be a pundit on Rangers and Celtic Daft. Apologies that they're not there this week, but there was lots of panto hassle this week uh, they'll be back next week you got a chance to get all our teammates on there outtakes from the show there's been a, quite a few this week uh, and you'll get a chance to get cameos from the boys and once we're back in the studio after panto chance to come into the studio and watch us record the show get us all that stuff now patreon.com forward slash football daft you know it's a great Christmas present isn't it sign up for football daft patrons for a full year for a full year, sign up for a full year. Give us your money. Patreon.com forward slash football daft. That is where you'll get it. Up there, as I say, you'll get teammates, all the guests we've had on, all the teammates they did. And now let's hear one of those as we speak to Rangers defender or former Rangers defender, Rob Kiernan. Worst dressed. Worst dressed. Wes for Really? Big Wes. Big Wes. Worst dressed. He comes in with mix and match tracksuits and that, like, no, I'm all for a tracksuit, but like when he's wearing Adidas and Nike, it's just a bit off key, you know? Like, it's just, oh, I did that. Rob, Rob, I totally get this, right? Grado, me and Grado work together quite a lot. And he walks in in the morning with a pair of Nike tracky bottoms on and a Reebok top. <laughs> Don't say yeah, right, like, Let's just go for it. And it's not as if he hasn't got, isn't, isn't, it hasn't, not as if he hasn't got them all lined up, he's just being lazy, he just can't be bothered to go, to go and find right. a matching top, you know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you might notice that Stevie's, Stevie's sitting there with a Hugo Boss hat on and a Castori t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I said the who's put me. Moniest. James McLean, definitely. He loves a moan up. Loves a moan Who do you want to back you up in a fight? <sighs> definitely my Scousers. Definitely the, the Scouse boys, they're, they're the ones who want to take in. So I, I'll put Callum McManaman in there because I know he'll scrap to the death. I love him. <laughs> Best looking. It's got to be Harry Forrest, isn't it? He's, you know, he's, he's the hair and everything else going on, mate. He's, he's doing damage. Yeah. Teacher's pet. A tricky one, man, because I'll be honest with you, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm just going to give you, like, you know, the good pros, you know, like, the. I'll tell you, he was a, as a good Waldo. Waldo was a good player, man. He was a good guy. He was not a. And you, you were going to see him. He was just a responsible, respectful, polite guy, you know. So I'm. Uh, really he, he was the one that always grasped you in, wasn't he? <laughs> nah, he, he's uh, he's just that. He's, you know that guy who's just you know just, you can leave him in a room with his sister and it'd be sweet, you know. So I I actually hate you, but I, I just the stuff that you say is funny, man. That's funny. <laughs> Most skillful. Callum McManaman. Right, it's a joke. Mm. Absolute joke, man. He chops really? people into next week. Sends people for Greg's every week, so yeah, it's got to be him. <laughs> <laughs> Worst trainer. That is a tough one because I've got to dig someone out now. I've, I, I've got to be honest with you, there's no one that's really out of my head. Um, 
I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say something here that's not in a disrespectful manner, but Nico mm. Crenshaw didn't need to out-train himself because he was that good. Aye. So like when I say the first trainer, it's not like he didn't put it in, it's that Aye. he was just done his training and get in his mini and go home because that's the kind of guy he was. But he was that good. <laughs> he didn't need to go and work on other stuff. So um, he's not the worst trainer, but he's probably the most relaxed and like not needed to do as much because he was that good. Who never gets the round in? Yeah, Wes, Wes sends me the bill all the time. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest Bam Up merchant? Um, Joey Garner all day. Top Shagger? I'm going to get people in trouble, man. So, you know, there's why. Well, I'm going to put it on. I said, you're the non shaker. Exactly. What are they going to do? Fly over during lockdown? Okay. Right, I'm going to come back to you on that one as well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> do you know why, boys? Because you know I've got to look after people's backs. And if I start chucking right, them. Correct. I, I get I it, man. I, I get it, man. Fuck, I get it, man. Good to know that's what you stay, man. Look after each other, man. Give each other's back. Fucking, that's cool what you stay at today, women. Best you've played with. Gonna be honest, boys. Like I know I've said his name three times already, but Callum McManaman is a joke on his day. Like he is. He, if you ever take up title when he won it for Wigan, mate, he, he took the piss out of Yaya Toure and company. And like even he, he was just on, on, on his day. The, the issue is, is that those, these boys don't have their days enough to be those elite players. But like on his day, mate, he's. I, I can't see him on top of him. Mate, he's not going to shaggy, man. He's living on the other side of the world right now. So. Uh, <laughs> Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. So that's it for this week's Football Daft. Ewan, thank you so much for returning and uh, joining us. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, even better without Grado and Stephen, if I'm being honest. I'd much prefer told to those two pricks, but yeah, it's been good. <laughs> enjoyed it. And, um, and, and, I'll, and I'll be more than happy to come back at any time you need me, as long as Stephen and Grado are here. Fantastic. <laughs> Hopefully it'll go viral. Um, uh, <laughs> remember, check us out on Twitter at Football Daft, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram, or just search for Football Daft on Facebook. A couple of tasty weekend fixtures coming up, boys. Uh, Premiership's looking the following. Aberdeen, St Mirren, Hibs, Motherwell, Rangers, Dundee, St Johnson, Ross County, Dundee United versus Celtic, and Levy versus Hearts. What's your choice out of those games for match of the weekend? Well, I, I'm going to live, I'm going to the game. Oh, you're going? On the Sunday. By the way, you're going to watch yourself after so when gonna... you fucking say that. Exactly. The Levy, oh. the Levy Young team will be after and you. All, after all, all, all five after of their supporters will be chasing <laughs> after you. <laughs> Pitchforks will be out and everything, Ewan. Yeah, uh, so I'm, take, I'm taking my boy to Hearts versus Livingston. Oh, brilliant. Livingston on Sunday, so I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a cracker, that'll be a cracker. Dundee United Celtic uh, away at Tannadice, Chris. Difficult Tough. Game. Difficult game. It is. That's the 12 o'clock kickoff on Sunday. I think Kebs Mullerwell should be a decent match as well. That's at Easter Road. So, um, in the World Leagues, uh, Inverness Cali versus Kilmarnock on the Friday night. Huge, huge. Big, big game in the Championship. Uh, Queen's Park versus Falkirk in League One. That's a massive. John. That's a massive game for Falkirk. If we don't win that, I'm sorry, Paul Sheen, your time is up, sir. Uh, and Friday night as well, big game in League Two. It's Edinburgh City versus Annan Athletic. Uh, playoff, kind of playoff. I mean, I think Kelly Hearts have got that league in the 
in the bag now. So I think that's done. But uh, Ember City versus Ireland fighting out for those playoff places. So big games this weekend. Um, Thank you very much for listening to Football Daft. Uh, We'll be back next week. We don't, Grado and Stephen, we don't know if they'll, we we don't know what their situation is. It goes, they're in rehearsals this week, but they're on stage next week. So they might turn up on the podcast dressed as dames. Who knows? But, but listen, the, but the schedule—the schedule isn't that bad, John. So they can easily set aside an hour or two to do football daft because the schedule is reduced because of the COVID situation. So any excuse to give you not to be on will be nonsense. Well, there you go. You've heard it from you and Cameron, everyone. And can I also say, Kev the chef who's listening, don't go to his for a steak. Come to mine. <laughs> and we'll leave you on that note. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks, Bye bye. Audio Frontier. <laughs>